Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing, and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A Trick of the Eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get A Trick of the Eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name. A Trick of the Eyes by Michael Aaron Casares. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of The Experience with Michael Aaron Casares. We are live simulcasting the 19th episode. So if you are joining us on YouTube, you are seeing this live. And if you are hearing this on Anchor, you are not. Let me go ahead and turn down that musical rhapsody there. Sorry, y'all, I don't play the full songs because, I mean, obviously, you know, I can't. Well, I mean, I mean, I possibly could. Uh, they would only be copyright flagged in Europe, most likely, if not maybe Asia, with that one uh, little diddly I just played for you there. Um... For any of those curious, that's X-Girl, back to the Monokiro. Uh, very, very cute, very, very, very cuddly band from Japan there. Anyways, okay, so, moving right along. Uh, I kind of wanted some Muzak to be playing in the background. Maybe I can arrange for that. Let's see what we do. Um, I won't play anything American because Obvi... If you play American, it's not gonna, it's gonna get flagged. And uh, we already have a problem with censorship here in America. So we're not going to add to the problem by giving them a reason to censor us. What do you think about that, huh? Okay, so, ooh. Let's check this bitch out. I haven't listened to this in a minute. It won't even be at a level that will really, you know, I think would be bothersome at all, at all. I don't think, I think it's just more for my ambionic spirit. Um, I actually, I actually am here with a purpose today to speak to you all with a purpose today. Uh, but let's see what I'm going to do on here first. Okay, so, before we get to that, uh, I could have just kept X-Girl playing, um, X-Girl, great, 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 uh, outfit there, X-Girl is, um, 
interchangeable players. Uh, that's the way they do it for some reason, which I think is always kind of fun. Um, and uh, I got to see them, I think, three times. Twice in California, once in Texas, I think. And uh, I got to meet them twice. Uh, once in California and once in Texas. Uh, they opened for Susie and the Banshees. I should play Susie and the Banshees. Um, as long as we don't get to any of her top 20s, European style, I don't think we'll invade any of the top 50s American style. And then they'll, you know, ban us from uh, using any of this such musics in our background. Which really, it makes no sense because after all, like I said, um, you know... It won't even be at a level that's listenable to yourself. Okay. Uh, let's start with this. It's all full. You cannot even hear me. Oh. We could tell you the story of Suze and the Banshees, but we're not. She uh, confronted Paris Hilton as a punk bitch, which I thought was interesting, but considering that Paris Hilton could be a white hat, <sighs> could possibly it be that Susie and the Banshees and all of those retro European new wave outfits were part of the Cutie Diddler Scandler? I don't know, but only time will tell. Only time will tell. And uh, let me tell you what, it'd be a damn shame. But anyways, okay, so welcome, welcome. Here we are. Okay, so if you're watching now on this live cast stream uh, that we're doing here, we have the Experience Podcast simulcasting because... It's not really simulcasting. <laughs> you might think it is, but it's not. I already explained this three times. If you weren't here, then too bad. Okay. All right. So what I... The main point of this tonight, let me tell you what. Um, it is that, if you recall in the previous episode, um, we were talking about uh, moving on and moving forward and getting to work and doing uh, the bidding that we were meant to do. <sighs> okay, this is after some uh, tumult and, you know, some pentatious thought in regards to, uh, you know, the several exits that we've allowed ourselves to take, the several departures, the several timeline crunches, the several consolidations that we can, um, you know, lend to ourselves if we wanted to, uh, as part of our divine contract, correct? Correct. Okay, so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know how that's going to affect this, but we'll see. <laughs> so anyways, as I was saying, I'm very curious now. Like, okay, hold on. The reason why I'm curious is because now on my... Um, 
now on my anchor, you know, um, uh, broadcast for the pod, (laughs) there's no music. (laughs) No, we can't deal with this. Okay, cool. All right, let's just shut that down. All right, okay, so we shut it down. Now we shut it down. All right, you see, you see now what we're doing here, don't you? <laughs> what is going on here? Okay, so anyways, um, as I was saying, let me just move this here. Okay, so as I was saying, as I was saying, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> okay, all right. No, we're moving forward, we're moving on, we're pressing forward, okay? We're letting everybody know, okay? That's what we're doing. Um, To that end, there's this notion, yes, I think I was talking about the last episode. Uh, There's this notion, there's this idea that I postulated to myself because uh, apparently, I think in game theory, and so... Uh, this this question that I postulated to myself was, is it possible that there is a timeline out there where everything played differently because timing is everything, right? Okay, so when I figured out that that could be a possibility when I reached inside myself and looked deep inside myself. Um, Hannibal Lecter, ha ha ha. Um, I know, right? It was just too hokey. It was too hokey to be Hannibal Lecter. It had to be Jodie Foster playing a rube. Uh, Just one generation short of poor white trash. (laughs) Wearing her... uh, Payless penny shoe store, penny loafers, right? Okay, anyways, so as I was saying, if you watched episode number 12, just kidding, it wasn't episode 12, it was like 16 or 17. Um, this is where we're talking about this whole uh, notion of a timeline. Now, it came across to me because. I had realized that if things had gone the way that they were supposed to go, aside from looking to my gut, but from actually analyzing and mulling over the entire synopsis scenario, taking a step back and looking at everything and saying, hey, I would have received this information had I been uh, on time in this other timeline. You know what I mean? And like, I would have received this information. I would have been armed with it because they ensured that they were there to relay that information to me, to be armed with it, to utilize it at a very certain time. I had every tool there at my disposal. And I slept in. <laughs> I forgot Kevin at the fucking airport. Jesus Christ. Of course, by Kevin, I mean Kevin McAllister from fucking Home Alone 1 and 2. 
So anyways, so... <laughs> um, everything, including the message, including... In, this is this is the harsh part, including the scientific and logical, empirical way to back up every single message and every single proverbial bullet that would have been shot forth into the ether sphere backed up by the science and the doctor and the professor whom I had discovered when I was all but 17 years old more than half my life ago come back to haunt me on the stage that I had been set here to for to deliver that message. However, things did not go off without a hitch because you forget only one person died that day. Somehow, somehow multiplied to six people now. I think because of COVID, right? Because of COVID, some people died um, that were there on the 6th of January. On it, It's no longer electoral vote count day. It's now insurgency day. Anyways, so because of that, all of that, I am here to tell you today. They serve us. They serve us. They who are in the hallowed halls of our Capitol building, in the Senate chambers, in the House of Representatives, they serve us. This is a concept that I would have to agree with many people out there who are trying to light the fires of um, consciousness, really, um, under the asses of all of us fucking sheeple and all of us people who are asleeple. Um, how, how is it that we have forgotten that now? Here's what many people will say, I think, is also, you know, kind of reasonable. Um, because we are so bombarded in our everyday life with three jobs and with family and with personal growth and personal development and rest and recreation and whatever else it might be that we require within our day, uh, you know, um, cleaning oneself, 
<laughs> I was like, grooming. No. What is the word I'm looking for here? I cannot even think about it. Um, what do you call it? Yes, grooming. <laughs> As my mind still help helplessly tries to remember the word that I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, I did it just before I got on air. I took a shower. Made, made sure myself was clean for ya. Nice and squeaky fresh. Um, but yes, sanitation is always important. So, you know, and, you know, and it was almost designed this way because people talk about, you know, um, the agenda of certain individuals and groups of individuals who uh, want the family unit to be something that is no longer together, you know, um, it, so what do they do or or they want a certain section of society or they want a certain group of people to be dependent upon you know the government and what it has to offer so what does it do it um vilifies the male figure it uh breaks up the family it crashes the economy to a point where, you know, you need more than one job to survive and you need more than one person to have a functioning household family unit uh, that they no longer have time for each other. And then you also, you know, induct the children into a necessary and uh, compulsory uh, education system that also eats up the... Um, eats up the lives of the people that utilize it because they're paying for it. And then, you know, they're also paying for it. Um, and, uh, it continues. So, you know, it's easy to say, Hey, because of all of these facts of life, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just, I'm, I'm at least I'm showing up to vote. Right. And from there, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave it in the hands of the people that I voted for to take care of me because we're all human and we're all good and we wouldn't intentionally do anything wrong. We wouldn't serve ourselves if we had the chance. We wouldn't sell out our brothers and our sisters or, you know, city blocks if we uh, had the opportunity uh, for personal gain or if we had... Um, the need to use that to maintain something that is important to us. That's because I'm too tired to care. Basically, that's what we're talking about here. That's understandable. I mean, is it, does it make it right? No. But this whole rat race has been designed to do just that. It's been designed to make it to where you don't care because you're so damn tired and you're gonna have faith in humanity because you're gonna you're gonna fall back on your positive belief that humanity is good and they wouldn't do wrong naturally. And we're gonna hope that the person that we are leading in our care will make the right decisions for us but when it gets to the point that we're awake enough to know that what they're doing is wrong objectively and subjectively morally and ethically 
when do we get to the point that we say you need to stop because I put you in office because I trusted you, man. I trusted I wouldn't have to get off my rocking chair. I trusted I wouldn't have to get off of my lazy boy and do something about it. I trusted you to allow me to live my life and not have to worry about the politic, the geopolitical, the taxes, and where the next police force and school are going to be housed. I uh, wouldn't have to worry about the transportation situation. You're going to take care of all of that, Jack Congressman and Jill, you know, city council person. Um, but that's not exactly how it goes down. So now you need to get off your butt. You need to get off your tuchus. You need to write a letter or Five, okay, five, 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 five. Your congressman, your senators, your city councilman, and your governor, at least something of the sort. But it needs to start to happen because one voice represents many in the world of political game and constituency. Don't you tell anyone that I drink wine out of the bottle. Anyways, it's better than... It's better than boxed wine! Just kidding. No comment. I'm more afraid to comment on boxed wine than I am to come out as a gay Hispanic Trump supporter. Oh, lord. Okay, so... Where was I? Oh, yes. So... Time to get up, time to stand up. Now, that's the perfect example of what was going on at the Wednesday, January the 6th electoral vote count Trump protest rally. That's what was going on on, on New Insurgency Day. Um, people were there to remind the representatives and the senators that they are there to serve us. Now, why is it important if it's 1.7 million people who voted for a president versus the fact that 85 million people supposedly voted for president-select illegitimate President Biden? Because of the fact that it was done in fraud and it was a coup d'etat. Don't forget that fact. Please don't forget that fact. Because that's the reason why they were there. Because the 85 million people whom supposedly voted for Biden are actually the ones who voted for Trump. And 1.7 to 2.5 million of them showed up to say, hey, this ain't cool, daddy-o. We see what you're doing. You serve us. It was to remind those senators who were there with the vice president to... 
effectively overthrow a duly elected president to successfully complete a coup d'etat of the United States of America, these United States of America. That's why the people were there, because they want us to let them know that they serve us and that we remember that. And it's very important that along with the election fraud, along with the corporate and media and social media complacency and conspiracy, that it is very important that we acknowledge that fact. It is very important that in light of all of that information, that we also include with that the fact that this fraud, this treason, this coup did and has occurred. So why is it important that they remember that they serve us? It's important that Americans put that feather in their their cap. It's important that, you know, they recognize all of the above. They recognize the importance of the First and the Second Amendment. They recognize that whenever we elect someone to government to do a certain job, It is because we have the full faith that they will work in the best interest of the people by the guidelines of the Constitution. We all know that once corporations or big business or big money or big anything gets involved with someone who's in any particular office, it's usually not in the best interest of the people. That's also where we call for transparency. So, again, it is important for the people to realize that if these individuals don't do as we want them to do, as we ask them to do, whether it be by petition or whether it be by, you know, individual communication and correspondence, you know, letter writing, etc., calling, visiting the local offices, whatever, what have you, um, however it is that you choose to do such a thing, um, that they understand that there are certain consequences and repercussions that will be felt as in removing them from office, replacing their office, recalling them, impeaching them, etc. Whatever it is that it is that they want to do. I mean, if you're going to be in office, it should not be a lifetime career. A politician, a, a congressman, a senator, a house of representative should not be a lifetime career. They should. There are plenty of lawyers out there if they have to be a lawyer. But really, it should be any career, any path, any leader, any businessman, any scientist, any 
anyone who is capable enough and has enough of uh, brain depth, their, their brain pen is, you know, big enough, you know, they should have the ability to run for office and it should be limited. I mean, presidents get two terms of four years uh, at the most. That's eight years total. I don't see why the congressmen shouldn't serve the same. You know, they shouldn't serve eight, you know, four to eight years max. I don't think they should be there much longer than 10 years. Um, I think it should be total in and out. Same thing with presidency. Maybe the president should only have one term. Sorry, I forgot to stay close to my main microphone, hubba hubba. Just in case you didn't hear, I said I, I think that, you know, people should um, serve short terms, congressmen, senators, presidents, no more than eight to ten years, four to eight years, you know, maybe presidents should even just serve four, you know, something like that. But anyways, so... um. You know, uh, it'd be it'd be something to see people so interested in how their city and government and society works. Um, again, to move it along in the direction that they want it. Um, you know, like if they could find a way to make elections um, a way that is more, I would I wouldn't say accessible, but more. Um, attractive, I guess, would be a way to put it. Something that would make people want to really just, oh, I, I, I got involved with City today. Oh, I don't think there's anything that could really make it sexy, to be honest with you, but, you know, it's worth a shot. Hold on. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know... That's that's just, you know, this is kind of another thing that I think about also when I think about, um, I say, for example, us getting really pissed off, this coup d'etat happening, this coup d'etat happening, and, you know, what are we, what can we really do if we're not going to get kinetic, you know what I mean? What can we really do if we're not going to just storm the Capitol with our guns and say, hey, Joe Biden's an illegitimate president, and we think that he should, you know... Uh, citizens arrest, citizens arrest, you know, if we can't do that, um, you know, this damn Skippy better be the most civilist war we've ever fought in. Um, this must be the highest marked war on civility, war of civility that we've ever encountered today because you know they said just like the central banks you know the central banks were going with us with an unnatural warfare like an unnatural warfare where no war has been declared no bombs have been dropped no no armies have invaded and yet here we are in the biggest war of our lifetime to save the freedom of this country and for all we know, there was like three major battles on New Year's Eve, and one of them was in Texas. And the 
bombs that went off and the guns and the explosions that occurred roared throughout the central southern plains for 30 minutes straight. And they were masked behind the explosions of the patriotic Americans who were awake across the southern central plains of Texas who were all in unison and they were all <laughs> they were all um they were all standing together uh lighting up the sky blowing up gunpowder sending a clear signal that there's a Glock behind every corner in the United States of America. Don't you forget it, motherfucker. Mmm, purified. It's damn crazy that we are going through this most civil war. Not a bomb be dropped, not a life be spared. All we have are, what, phantom ghost stories of Chinese going to war with Americans over Canadian and Maine United States soil. Uh, of su Chinese submarines going down, of Canadian and Chinese uh, soldiers in warfare with American troops and, uh, you know, special ops teams, like, um, you know, uh, going to war along the British Columbia, Vancouver, uh, Montana, Washington border, like, what's up with that? Like, We'll never know about these things. Are these just the whispers? Are these the flip, flip, flitter, flitter, flattering, flittering, flitting of butterfly effect, butterfly feelings that we're hearing from other fucking timelines and other fucking dimensions? Is that what we're experiencing? Is that what's coming up, you know, in the Daily Bugle or whatever's coming up in like, you know, the Evening Star? Uh, these, these joke, these joke stories of war that didn't happen, but happened somewhere. Clearly, clearly riddled away into information streams of nothingness in this so-called dimension. So that we'll see the army overturn the election of a little, an illegitimate president and some pretty bad actors from the mob and the mafia and other crime families unknown to everybody right goddamn congressman please just do it let them know best things to note i think best things to look for whether you're 
anyone, 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 anyone who's examining the current government body, the current governing body of these United States of America, we're going to look at both Democrat and Republican. We're going to look at every single last one of them. And if you are a socialist or a communist, we're going to come for you. Yes. Okay. That's what we're looking for. Donations. Uh, loans. Uh, spending habits, uh, portfolios, um, retirement plans, um, pensions. Who's paying for what? What's paying for who? Where does the money go? Where does the money come from? Where is it going? Uh, are the laws sound in your land? Uh, these are things that we all have to look for. Um, I got 36 of them at the very least to deal with here. We'll probably turn it into 45. Let's make it 50. 50 people I'll have to deal with probably before the end of the day. All of them from Texas. Most of them will be local. And quite a few of them will be uh, my handful and representatives. We'll see how that goes. Okay, so uh, I'm going to close it up. I'm going to wrap it up a little bit here. Didn't get as strong as I wanted to on this message. I just know that Americans need to realize that whenever you put someone into office, you have to be able to hold them accountable and hold them responsible to take care of the things that you expect them to do. If you are a patriotic American, if you are a red-blooded patriot, if you are someone who believes in the Constitution of the United States, then you want to make sure that those representatives are following and doing what you feel is the need for them to be doing by you know means of the Constitution and, and those other ideas. Of course, if you are a democratic socialist communist... And you are utilizing and hijacking the American system in order to bring us down. Woe be to you. And you will rue the day. Because the other thing that we need to start to do is to take a look at these nonprofit groups, these government groups, these, um, these, these, uh, po po political action groups, all of these people, if, if they're, main political charter or if their main reason for existence does not align with those of the United States of America, of the United States Constitution, of these United States of America, of the sovereign country that is these United States of America. If they do not line up with that, then they need to go. They no longer they no longer need to be funded by us, such as, you know, NPR, National Public Radio and PBS, the public broadcasting station, we don't need to be funding them if they are going to be teaching us things that are going to be demoralizing us or to be defaming the American spirit and the United States Constitution and the forefathers. We don't need them. So with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and leave episode 19 there. Thank you all for tuning in with me to The Experience with Michael Aaron Gossadis. Please be sure to visit me at theexperiencepodcast.wordpress.com. Um, there you can kind of check out some of the other things that I have going on with this podcast. And if you would so like to donate to support 
uh, you know, any of the financial goings on of the experience podcast, there's also a means to do there. So, uh, which really, you know, it would go back into, you know, investing into, into, into living, but you know, also there is a need for equipment and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, don't want to get too hung up on that. Um, also visit the root of many returns.com. The website has recently been, it's had a facelift. Um, and, um, I've also began to publish more things on there as well as opened up the store. So you can see the R O M R store on there. Check me out on YouTube where we're also doing this live cast. Um, this, uh, this also has been live streaming there as well on YouTube. And then um, I've also been doing some new live stream gameplay as well. If you have a PS4, if you're into PS4, or if you like Killing Floor 2, which is probably the only game that I play. Um, I'm currently live stream and game playing on that. Um... The next couple episodes, I'm going to try and do something a little special, a little different for you all. Um, We'll see how that goes. Um, Otherwise, I don't think I have anything much going on for this weekend. We will see you on Q&A-Holes podcast. If you are there and you are watching, um, that is live on Twitch. So make sure you check that out, qandaholespodcast.com. And until then, know that I love you and I will see you next time.